Welcome to Tranos and the Lived Experience, a podcast confronting current events, politics, comedy, and calamity, all from the perspective of a trans titaness. She's a verbal black belt, skilled in the art of roasting, the hellmouth, doomsayer, CEO of the Amazon position. Here's your host, Cameron M. Terrell. Welcome to Tranos and the Lived Experience. I'm your host, Cameron Aline Maharet Jarrell, a.k.a. Tranos. Say it with your whole chest or watch me launch pad McCrack your mom's back, lifting off her back and leaving you dark wing cupped. This is Tranos and the Lived Experience, the show that is always on the side of the vigilante. Always. Um, before we get into anything, I want to talk about the mixture and the meeting of music and marijuana that has inspired today's episode. Um, first, we want to get into the strain. The strain is Modified Bananas. It is a hybrid weighing in at a THC percentage of 31%, CBG 1%. Modified Bananas, also known as MB, is an extremely potent hybrid marijuana strain made by crossing banana OG with GMO. The effects of Modified Banana are more calming than energizing. Consumers who have smoked this strain tell us Modified Bananas is most fun, um, is the most fun high that they've ever experienced. Common effects of Modified Bananas or MB include euphoria, relaxation, and feeling very talkative. Um... We're about to get into it because that's how I feel today. And today's uh, song is brought to you uh, by Pete and Bass, accompanied uh, by Fumes the Engineer, and it is called Plugged In. Um, today's episode is called Disengage. I have been a active um, activist for the trans community in the black community uh, for a combined number of years, of about 15 years. I didn't get brave enough to start speaking out until about 15 years ago. And in my time and tenure doing this, I have done it at my own detriment. Um, people who were my friends who were white uh, now find me to be com com confrontational because I call things out. Um, my cohorts, black people, think that I'm weird and aggressive because I refuse to back down from things. And I address them as they happen in real time. Um, as a trans woman, I've been, uh, tokenized by other, uh, groups. I have been, uh, thrown under the bus by other groups and excluded. Um, it's, it's, it's hard to talk about, but we're going to talk about it today. Um, so there's this uprising that's currently happening in the Rochester queer community, and it is all centering around a gentleman by the name of Braden. I'm not going to say his last name. I have interacted with Braden and I didn't have a good time around them. And when I was vocal about it, I was told to be silent. And here we are uh, three years later and they have slighted a white queer person, a white non-binary queer person. And now there's this huge discussion about what they did when they've already done this thing to me. Um, so allegedly there have been some transgender interactions and some insensitive comments made regarding people's appearance. It's unfortunate. It shouldn't happen. It should be addressed if that is indeed what is happening. And I'm not questioning whether it's happening or not. I'm just stating that I wasn't there. Um, and here on this show, uh, unlike other organizations, I actually believe 
victims and I stand up for victims. Um, now, in this instance, I don't feel the need to stand up in this instance because there's enough support for this white, queer, non-binary person. That's how it always happens. Uh, the adverse is when you are a trans person or a black queer person or a queer person of color where you make these uh, uh, observations or you have to go through these incidents and you have to face them on your own. Uh, not for nothing. Uh, the arguments are pretty much between several groups. And out of all those groups, the only one that I'm aligned with is Wave. Shout out to Wave for actually being out here doing the work and holding like holding trans women of color down, like for real. Like um, there's so many organizations in the Rochester makeup when it comes to activism and um, and inclusivity um, in Rochester. And none of them shine to me like Wave. Wave is an actual movement that is trying to uplift and, and protect trans women, uh, specifically trans women of color. Um, they cooperate with lots of different organizations and are often unsung, which I know all about as the former leader of Legion, uh, constantly unsung for the things that we do. Even to this day, last year, we spent $15,000 on helping the community. Like, and we didn't like spend it on ourselves. We didn't spend it on media. We didn't go pr print out a bunch of flyers or big up ourselves. What we actually did was we went out and we searched for trans people who are on the fringe, people who needed help with food, clothing, vehicles, jobs. We helped with those things. We helped fund with our emergency fund. And not that we need to be touted for what we do, but it would be nice to be recognized by our peers. But because of my status as the leader, Legion is often overlooked. Um, and that has caused me in, in, in situations. It's one of the reasons why I have decided to disengage uh, from leadership and activism. I'm going to continue to be an activist, but I don't want to be part of any organization in Rochester anymore. There's so much going on here. Um, there's a gender variant group that's always being touted here. And they're also, they're all told about how great they are. And the gender variant group is all white people. But when you bring up the fact that it it, it looks like it's exclusive, uh, their excuses are like, well, we can't find black people who want to join us. It is because you planned from the onset of your group that it was going to be exclusionary and not for nothing. Uh, we're not stupid and we feel that energy and the optics tell us that we're not welcome. It's a bunch of privileged white queer people um, that are involved somehow in everything. Their names brought up all the time, but you don't see them doing anything in the community. Nothing that doesn't in that involves other um, people other than white people ever. Uh, we spoke about the We Exist Coalition in the past. The We Exist Coalition is now um, being touted by the Rainbow Foundation, even though they have a deep history of tokenization of, of Black trans women, even gaslighting assault victims and threatening litigation when confronted for it. Um, not a single time in history have they apologized for what they did or been held over the coals by anyone but the victims. Um, and it's it's kind of sickening and sad to me that we're sitting around in Rochester, New York now, bringing up things that have occurred over time. But now, for some reason, there's this huge emphasis on it because it happened to a white non-binary person. Nothing against that person. They didn't deserve to be treated the way that they were treated. But I'm asking, why is it different when it's a, a when it's a person of color? 
why is the outlook and the outreach and the support different when it's a person of color? Not for nothing. There are black people who who are helping in the ignoring of certain marginalized in, intersectionalities. I've had to deal with several organizations that were willing to throw me under the bus and categorize me as aggressive to tout themselves to get a position. Shout out to um Britain for throwing me under a bus in a room full of white people, then never really apologizing for it. Like, just never. Uh, silencing me. And then, because I confronted said group, they disbanded for months. Like, we're literally on hiatus, because I was like, we're going to address this the next time we speak to each other. And there hasn't been a meeting since. Like, we're going on, like, six, seven months now. It's the kind of response that you get when you're a Black, queer trans person. When those intersectionalities mix and you are violated and you speak up, you become the villain. You become the villain. The We Exist Coalition literally sent me a letterhead telling me that I should cease and desist with calling them out or they were going to involve their lawyer. Do it. I've been speaking out by myself, defending myself on my own, making people aware of what they do on my own for years now. It has been years now that I've been doing it. No one's addressing them, but they keep getting touted as an equitable uh, nonprofit group, and they don't even have nonprofit status. They were problematic in the Buffalo area by isolating and ex uh, excluding black trans women. And then another chapter opened here that just so happens to do the exact same thing. But we're arguing, we're arguing over whose side we should take and who should be excluded from the former out alliance. Uh, my thing is, I've been saying the same thing for years, that uh, organizations that are hell bent on having all white leadership should be disbanded. Because at the core of white queer people, it's always going to be a this unaddressed bias and racism. And then when you break it down, depending on their preferences and, and how deep these biases go, like queer white men are still white men. Queer white women, be them cis or trans, are still white women. It's baked in. It's built in. It's the foundation of what they do. They're exclusionary. I've been saying it for years. I'm looking at you, Gender Variant Society. I'm looking directly at you. To be touted as this inclusive group that's doing great things. And literally your page shows that there's no one in this group but white people who during COVID and the BLM movement all joined some BLM style movement and abandoned it as soon as the coast was clear. There's literally a whole bunch of people in that group that's done that. I'm not going to say all of them, but there are several. What's this led me to? This has led me to disengage as much as I want to help my community. My community does not defend me. It does not defend people who look like me or sound like me. It doesn't defend people based upon like actual ethics. It's this bullshit, like uh, touting of, of, of this ethical, like mor morality that they, they all claim to have that they will abandon the moment they are confronted. I'm not going to shy away from calling people out for the things that they do. And here's my thing. If I've done something in the queer community to harm the community, say it. Let's talk about it. I'm willing to hear it. 
to this point, I've done absolutely nothing but give of myself and be harmed, but work with no support and be harmed. But do unto others what I would have done unto me and then not have it done to me. From everything from my own house uh, to, to now, like I've been silenced by black queer men, by other trans women of color. I've been uh, thrown under the bus when certain speakers wanted to go on vacation during the Black Lives Matter um, speeches that we had in time that we spent with FTP, who we were there to train because they were allowing transphobia to happen to people. The We Exist Coalition uh, does all these talks and has all these speakers and none of them are brown. And then when they do bring a brown person into the equation, there's all these rules that the brown person has to adhere to that they don't speak to anyone else about. But they want you as the brown person uh, to be their headhunter and find other brown people for them to mistreat. Then there's the P fact here through Strong Hospital. Um, the facilitators, it, it, its name is Britain. And not for nothing, uh, we don't do anything to facilitate any changes in Strong Hospital. And when you say that, then you get called aggressive and they use tropes and, and taglines, which is literal racism. Like you, you used literal racism and misogyny against another trans person of color in a room full of white people. And all you got out of it was a paycheck. And to this day, walking around telling everybody, oh, I, I, I fucked up. I'm, I, 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 I want to talk to her. But my, my phone number is the same. I'm, I'm in the same place. I can be contacted over Facebook from the same profile. Nothing has changed on my end. And so I withdrew from the, the, the community because of it. I literally withdrew from the community because it is toxic and detrimental to me currently. I wish that we were in a place where it was what you see on television, the community acting as one. But we got to be real about it. We got to be real about it. I'm not the first trans woman of color who was outspoken and willing to fight, like willing to like argue in, in these spaces, willing to take up space at these tables that we helped build. That's been silenced by their own community. That includes white and black queer people. I've had to face transphobia from my own kind. I've had to deal with racism from other trans women. I've had to deal with misogyny from trans men. And now the charge is being led to right the wrongs did to this singular white non-binary person that is just a revisitation of what they've done to black queer people in this area for about a decade. And we still ain't holding them to the fire because their response to what happened, that this, this incident happened in the summertime. It's about to be October. Nothing's ever handled in real time. Uh, nothing's ever done expediently. No one's ever addressed. Everyone goes to like covering their asses and making sure that they are on the right side of history. But at the end of the day, are you? When you can so easily swipe your wrongs under a carpet and act like they don't exist, but only if it's a brown person that you've done it to. I've chose to disengage not because I don't love my community, but because it doesn't love me. I sit back and I watch these things happen and I don't even want to weigh in anymore. It's toxic here. It's clicky. It's, it's all about the click that you're in and being popular and who you know 
It's not about what you say. It's not what about what you believe. It's who you align with. And uh, not for nothing, like I said in the beginning, there's really only one nonprofit group that I align with here and I deal with. And uh, we have dis disagreements at times, but me and her, me and, and Giovanna, shout out to Giovanna, the, the leader of WAVE, we're able to sit down and have discussions about things that we don't agree on. There's accountability there. there there's conversation there. There's growth. There's, there's covenant. I don't have that kind of relationship with any other person. And it's because they're not willing to be real about the things that they do or say. They don't want to be held accountable for it. They don't want to apologize for it. They just want clout. Damn near six years ago, I called out the Out Alliance for racism, gaslighting, massage noir, problematic behavior. And then it became another organization that's doing the same thing. And now here comes all these people out of the woodwork wanting to talk about it. But when I said something about it six years ago, I was silenced by a black gay man and a, a, a black trans woman. I was told to pipe down because they, they had the reins and they were going to take care of it. And then they never did. Once again, there was a lull, this, this silence, this, this lack of accountability until it happened to one of them. Then once again, there was this uproar that made the Out Alliance disappear for like a year and a half. And now they've resurfaced with a new name and we're all supposed to believe it's a different organization. I don't. I wish it was. I don't believe it. Why? Because here we are again talking about another instance that's happened from an institution that used to be the Out Alliance, that used to be the Gay Alliance of Genesee Valley. Valley. Every time they get into a situation where they've done something problematic, they rebrand. They don't hold themselves accountable. And I'm tired of the iterations of this organization still causing harm. I'm tired of places like the We Exist Coalition causing harm and only getting put into these situations and these circles because they're friends with people that they haven't harmed yet. I'm tired of dealing with dudes like Britain, who in his search for social mobility will bury you to better himself. I'm tired of reaching out and doing these kind of things and then not even at the end of the day, at the end of the day, not even being acknowledged. I don't want magazine articles or anything like that, but I would like people to know that Legion exists. That we are out here helping people. No, we weren't running events. No, we didn't have any red carpets. No, we didn't do a documentary. What we did was an emergency fund. Because I wanted to help the people who are in the most need at their time of need. I didn't want to do a fundraiser for them. I didn't want to hold a banquet dinner. I didn't want people to show up to an event. I didn't want to make up an event that would have cost us money that we could have spent on people. Myself and Milo Oburn busted our ass for four years in an organization that started off as 45 people. And then over time, we watched it dissolve to two people. And it, once again, I'm just going to go back on it. Like during COVID, we started during COVID. COVID hit uh, three months after we began as a group and uh, the, the riots, not riots, but the, the, the movement in the BLM movement was going strong. And when that was happening, a lot of these fair weather activists and fair weather allies, and performance artist allies showed up out of nowhere. Shout out to Sarah. You know who you are. Showed up 
out of nowhere because they wanted to help and they wanted to center trans voices. And then when they heard trans voices and they heard what trans people were saying, the truth about these movements and the truth about what was going on and is still going on to this day, they got their fill of being allies and now they're all part of exclusionary white groups. You think I'm lying? Go look. You think I made it up? Look at the group you're standing in. If you're a white queer person, a white trans queer person in Rochester currently, go look at your group membership and ask yourself why you left every brown group that you were involved in three years ago. And be real about it. And the craziest part of it is some of them left directly after being helped by Legion. Oh, they didn't have enough time. It was too uh, thought intensive. It was too too much needed to be part of the group. And now you're part of a group that does nothing. Congratulations. Oh, yeah, except for exclusion. So you sit in an echo chamber with a bunch of other privileged, white, queer, and trans people. And you guys talk about your day. Is that an organization or is that a privileged support group? I'm going to get myself in some hot water for saying shit like that. But I don't know why, because I've been saying shit like that the whole time. Five years from now, somebody will repeat what I've said, but they'll be white and they'll be listened to. Shout out to my white wrestling friends, my white gay wrestling friends who step into the fray to silence black people's experiences because they haven't experienced it. So I disengage from it. I'm not going to have an argument with a person who is not ready or able to have a discussion on, on a real basis with me about the state of the world. If you want to live in your privileged perception and not experience anyone else's, or you have the audacity to try to silence someone else's, I don't want to hear your shit. I disengage. Some days I feel like as a activist, as a, 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 a former CEO of a nonprofit, that I bit off more than I can chew, but it wasn't because the work was too hard. It was because the social um, interactions in the hierarchy was not something I wanted to navigate. I don't want to have to be your best friend to make you see that humanity deserves equity across the board. I don't want to have to come to your parties and, 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 and gossip and talk shit about other people. Mind you, we're in the middle of this discussion about a group leader from, <laughs> Uh, one of these organizations misgendering a non-binary white person. But when it happened at Britain's group, when it happened with one of his members misgendering me, the only people who tried to take care of it was Wave. It was never addressed by that group. It was never addressed by Britain. That's two times you tried to play me. But here we are in a in a embroiled discussion to protect some white man from accountability. I take no sides in it. Because I don't care anymore. I don't show up to your um, organizational things or your events. I don't go out of my way to see you. I don't tout you in the places that I go to. I don't speak about you any other place than what I'm saying right now. Is that I've had to call a number of these groups and people from these groups out over the years. I even had to call out FTP. Free the people had problems with transphobia. Did you hear that? An organization based upon the recognition that Black Lives Matter had a problem with Black people showing up to their events and being transphobic to other Black people.
And it took months to handle. It wasn't handled overnight. It wasn't handled the, a day after. It wasn't even handled a week after. It was months later. And you know what we got out of it? Oh, uh, we're going to try to help some of these organizations. And at the time, I was borderline homeless. And I was told by FTP that they would help me with like this GoFundMe thing. And who was in charge of it? Who was the person who I was supposed to speak to regarding this, this GoFundMe? It's the person who's being accused now. And this person did nothing for me. Nothing for me. And when I was like, hey, they're kind of ignoring my calls. They're not doing what they're supposed to be doing. You said they were going to do. What should I do here? FTP ignored me. I'm supposed to be friends with all these people. I'm supposed to be buddies with them. No, it's that when there's a need out there, it's are we going to join together and help as a group or are we going to like break off into these splinter cells so that at the end of it, we can clamor for clout on who did the most? While no one does anything. I can't even hot. I don't give a fuck how y'all feel about it. It's toxic here. It's bullshit here when it comes to the activism. The activism here is performative at its best. Uh, out of the 100, 100% of, of activism that's going on here, like 40% of it is based in, in people who are genuinely fighting for the equity of others. Not doing it for clout, not doing it to be seen, not doing it uh, to join some clique or, or reach some status. It's being done because that's the, the, the least that we can do. I want to live to see a day where a trans person won't have to go through any of the shit I've been through. And if that means I have to become the goddamn villain to make that happen, yeah, I'm willing to do that. But what I'm not willing to do is kowtow. What I'm not willing to do is elbow rub. What I'm not willing to do is beg for spaces that we created to be accessed by us from white people. I'm not going to throw my sisters and brothers under the bus for the edification of my own social mobility. But all of those things are happening now. We're surrounded by bullshit. And I want to I want to stress to you that in the beginning of this conversation, I stated that that white non-binary person did not deserve how they were treated. They don't. Nothing that happened to them should have happened. But the reason it happened to them and now everybody cares is because there was a pattern of it happening that we did not address. But now's the time. Now's the time. So let's put it all on the table. The We Exist Coalition is not a safe space for brown people. The Gender Variant Group of Rochester is not a safe place for brown people. You think I'm lying? Go look them up on Facebook. Name one black member. Show me one. They tokenize us. They get caught with their hands in the cookie jar. They get caught being problematic. And they'll add one or two of us to a group. Only to alienate us months later. And then it goes silent. Anybody remember Jeff Myers calling several trans women the N-word? No, nobody. Just the people it happened to? Oh, we didn't fight for that one. I'm going to take a breather real quick. And I'm going to hit this modified bananas because I need to like, I need to calm down and get off y'all ass real quick. So with that being said, you know what the game is here. Puff, puff, click, click, cough, cough, be an adult. Oh, shit. <coughs> 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 <coughs>
<coughs> so the recap is, I'll align myself with people who are willing to atone for their own mistakes, including myself. I'm not excluding myself from that situation, from any of those situations. Who knows what, what could happen in the future? I'm a human which I've been trying to tell everybody for about three years now. I'm a human, so I'm liable to make a mistake. But what I'm what I'm standing up for and telling you right now that I'm willing to atone and hold myself accountable, as well as have the uh, the restorative conversations with anyone that I, I might harm in the future. I'm willing to do that. I'm willing to like listen and be quiet and learn from them because that's not what's happening lately. I'm willing to do that because that's what I ask for all the time. I can't ask for a thing that I'm not willing to do. I bust my ass for like 15 years here. And I, I, I don't feel like I've, I, I don't feel like I didn't make any progress. There's lots of progress that I made, but it was it was through proxy. Lots of the ideas and things that I said are now being taken um, the helm of by people who were chosen by white people. I'm looking at you, Britain. The leader of that organization uh, uh, at Strong was told that they needed to have a group that was ran by a, or facilitated by a trans person to atone for the things that they did not hold themselves accountable for. And they needed a group of people that could look over these things and be liaisons for trans people to keep them safe. And what they gave us is you running a social group that has no power. And when questioned for them giving us some lame version of what I described to them without even involving me in it, you said this exact same things they told you to say about me. The things that they told you about me, you repeated that I was aggressive, that I was uh, I was um, ungrateful and hard to please. You said those things out loud. And here I am, damn near a year later, waiting for you to apologize. I don't give a shit anymore. I don't give a shit anymore. Because what I see here is that I was genuine in my desperation, in my need to safeguard us. And a lot of y'all not. This has been Tranos and the Lived Experience, the show that holds you over the fire. Even if I have to hug you over it. <laughs> I'm your host, Kamrayin Aline Maharet Terrell, a.k.a. Tranos. Say it with your whole chest. Or I'll whip your ass. <laughs>